Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hello, everybody, and congratulations on not killing yourself. My name is Christina Marie Hutchinson, and welcome to The Voices in Our Heads. Ooh, this is going to be a good episode. It's been two weeks since I've been in the studio. Slick back studios, that is. Great party, by the way. Thank you. Great party. Thank you for coming. Fucking, I hope you had fun. I love your family. Yeah, they're they're cool, right? Every member yeah. has something special to bring to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rare, it's rare. They're Good fun. I heard my mom was telling stories about uh, beating people up in school and hand- handcuffing men to lockers. And... Wait, why wasn't I there for those? Did she you was... never hear the handcuffing story? No. So some guy, when my mom was in... I think high school. My grandpa was a cop. Um, some guy was harassing her, I guess. He was mm. like getting handsy. Oh, hell no. Yeah. So she one day she got sick of it. She grabbed uh, my grandpa's handcuffs, like spare handcuffs. <laughs> and she went to school. She baited the guy into like, she's like, come here. Yeah, come like, here, daddy. Like, I yeah. want to say something to you. Exactly. <laughs> and when the guy got like close enough to her, she handcuffed him to a locker and left him. She was, I, I can't believe you didn't hear that. She was telling everybody the story. <laughs> Good job, Mrs. Coscarelli. What, what's her maiden name? Uh, Petrara. Good job, Mrs. Petrara. Because that's the name you're born with, even though I guess it came from your dad. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's a, that's she was a, my mom was a, no one fucks with my mom. Oh, I love that. <laughs> my mom that. is Brooklyn of the core. Fucking nice. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I love meeting, par- I love meeting people's parents. I, whether I like the person or not, it's always such a pleasure because I love when they look alike and they have similar mannerisms, but you just, you kind of, you're, it's like you get this download and you have a little bit deeper knowledge of who that person is, whose, mm. whose parents it is. And it's, it's really nice. Um, so great party. Um, okay, wait, is this on? No, but it is now. This, my friends, is that a ghost meter in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? Well, I am happy to see you, but it's also a ghost meter. It's an EMF. Whoa, it's going off for the first time. <gasps> we have a ghost? Yeah, I knew basements. Basements in Brooklyn. Right. There's a lot of broads in here. Yeah, for sure. Dead okay, so it's not. Okay, yeah, so I, I was ha- Wow. Okay, so this is an EMF reader. Got it off Amazon. Ooh, it's it's not spiking, but it's getting in the yellow. And when it gets in the red, it uh, it beeps. So I'm gonna. Ha- oh, hell yeah! What so up? What is it, what's happening? What so, does that mean? So the electromagnetic activity happening here. So a lot of times when a spirit is ma- holy shit. Oh, you shy? It's only in that. So the. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the ghost is in the table. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> shit, Michael. Maybe that's why you have to the table. It's concrete. Did somebody get poured into the mixer? <gasps> that's the mafia shit. That is... Yo, this... Okay, so I ha- I got this yesterday, and I haven't... I have put it on in my... I put it on in my house, so an EMF reader... You could go look it up, because I don't know the science of... I've looked it up, and then I forgot it, so I, I'm not going to regurgitate uh, made-up facts here, but... Um, it's uh, it basically detects electromagnetic activity, and and you know there's been so many studies shown that when there's a spirit involved, like when it's a ghost hunter show, they always have EMF readers. They're super easy to get. They're not that expensive. I think this was like twenty bucks. Actually, I am gonna link it. Oh, I'm gonna do an Amazon store thingy mm. so that when you like affiliate links, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have this up. Oh, let me write. Oh, shit, let me write that down. Oh my god, ghosts <laughs> are so cool. Wait, hold on. To do Amazon affiliate thing because. 
I really like this company. This company is a small company that just does patents for all these things. And they sent me, I'll read it in a second. They sent me all these like pieces of information and the, the, the cardboard insert in the plastic uh, packaging of this EMF reader has like a really sweet picture of a ghost caught on camera. And they're just talking about, you know, an EMF reader. Um, Aside from a camera, the most basic tool for a ghost hunter is the EMF meter. When ghostly activity takes place, electromagnetic anomalies often occur in the environment. This meter can allow you to detect these disturbances. Find hot spots in homes, in cemeteries, in buildings like this one. Mm. Yo. <laughs> okay, so I had this on all night and I turned it off because I was like, I'm scared. Yeah. But it was on for hours and it wasn't doing shit. Nothing went off? Nope. And I was wow. like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a ghost or something in Michael's uh, studio because it's a basement. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. That's so cool. What up, boo? But I'm only using this EMF reader for my greatest and highest good and the greatest, highest good of all. You guys just say that just to, just to make sure. Right. Um, this uh, Find hot spots in homes. Okay. Um, we guarantee an, that an evening visit to the cemetery with the meter is an experience that will thrill you or just slick back studios. Uh, go in a small group and you will have a lot of fun. Conduct paranormal surveys. Um, you can, you may charge for those services or do, oh, they're trying to get you to have a small business of like ghost tours. That's fucking hilarious and so sweet. Um, yeah. So I'm going to link this. I'm going to put it in my link tree bio. Uh, cause I get a lot of cool shit on Amazon cause I spend money that I don't have. And, uh, but it's for shit like this, which makes my life more interesting and fun. Um, so yeah, I was going to have this EMF reader on the whole episode to see if but I'm not going to. But it's going to go fucking crazy. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Princess Diana. Oh, my God. Is she in the plate? I fucking wish. <laughs> I love you, dude. You're such a cultural icon. Is it you? Oh, my God. It's really going off. This is... Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, wait. Yo. I gotta turn it off because Diana's. In Something place. must have happened in that corner. Or you got the table and the plate going. Lady off. Diana. Maybe. Yeah. Lady Diana's in the plate. Did some we ever see a got, body? Some goo do got knocked. <laughs> yeah. And is in the cement. Yeah. Stress. <laughs> All right. This is amazing. Did we ever see Princess Diana's body? That's what I'm saying. We don't know oh. if, if the body. Maybe it's in the plate. That's a. Uh, it's it's dark, far out but... even for me. Uh, it's more like not <laughs> what happened. Uh, right. and, I, and I believe everything. Okay, um, fine, skeptic. But I will. Yeah, I, okay. Touche. Touche. Use my own tools against me. I respect that. Uh, but I don't like it, but I respect it. Um, yeah, maybe her essence. Because every time I look at that plate, I think of Our Lady Diana and how she's just an icon and how Prince Charles basically didn't like her the whole time. Mm. Maybe when they first met, but he was boning Camilla. And I'm like, girl, not only are you a dime piece, not only do you care about helping the world and hugging children that have AIDS because you're like, they're not diseased. They are human beings and they need love and tenderness and compassion and empathy. You fucks. Not only are you a fashion icon, not only have you raised two lovely boys, one is a lot hotter. Than, well, both of them were hot, and then one got a lot hotter, Harry. Um, and one of them just has money to get the hair plugs, but doesn't use it. Um, uh, and not only have you endured public scrutiny and, uh, you know, the awful paparazzi activity that happens in England that's very specific to England, and y'all, I don't know what y'all are smoking, but you put the meth pipe down, guys. Stop chasing celebrities, because clearly it doesn't end well. As we can see, Diana—oh, Jesus—is— 
with us because mm-hmm. a pop chased her through a tunnel in Paris. Anyway, um, so maybe every time I see her, I think of her essence. So maybe, who knows? That's fucking cool. Because I was like, man, there's no fucking ghost in my apartment. That sucks. But it, it was a litmus test because I'm like, if I go here and it does go off, I th- it's legit. But I also have to research. I didn't look this up yet. Like, there's a lot of technical equipment here, you know? But sure. I, I put my phone by, I put this by the, my Wi-Fi router, did nothing. My TV, just you to said see. said it's like, it's an EMP? Like EMT. Electro- EMT, but EMT. it's electromagnetic. Yeah. Electro, wait, what did I say? What did I fucking say? Uh, what did I fucking say? Oh, electromagnetic anomalies, but EMT, EMF. I'm sorry, EMF. EMT is the person that helps you in the ambulance. EMF reader. E. Excuse me. Yeah, but no, you. I mean, you would have the yeah. same sort of shit at home. Not cameras, but I, I don't know what kind of magnets are cameras. I think if right. you have any electrical appliances, it would probably still affect it. Yeah. So, so I mean, if it didn't go off at home, I don't know. Right. Maybe, you know, I I am forever a skeptic, but you know, I we are on site right now of a place at Williamsburg where many bodies were absolutely dumped and buried and now it's domino park oh word this just used to be like and the marsh now you gotta you know? pay like fucking five grand yes. in a box this was a dump until like oh, 2015 uh, maybe so emf measurements are measurements of ambient electromagnetic fields that are performed using particular sensors or probes such as emf readers such as this uh these probes can be generally considered as antennas Although with different characteristics. In fact, probes should not perturb the electromagnetic field and must prevent coupling and reflection as much as possible. I don't know what these words mean. Um, Broadband measurements. Performed using a broadband probe. This is a device which senses any signal across a wide range of frequencies. Cool, cool, cool. EMF probes may respond to fields only on one axis or may be triaxial. See, now we're getting into territories that I don't know these words. Uh, Either way, there's ghosts here. So... Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. All right, I'm going to make that Amazon list because this company, the literature, dude, this, okay, this was a pam- this was a, this was a piece of paper that came in the EMF reader. There's like all these pamphlets. One of these pamphlets has like a ghost caught on camera um, that they use the EMF because they're like, hey, when the EMF, oh, wait, we say, they said when the EMF reader goes off, take a picture because mm. sometimes shit will appear on camera that you can't mm. see with your naked fucking eye. So let's go, baby. Oh, you know, I'm going to use the flash because ghosts can, like, manipulate light or whatever. Dude, that's crazy that this plate. No, look at Not that. The books. Do you see that? Yeah. Do you see that? The fucking Diana plate. Okay. All right, I need a flash. Flash. On. Okay, I'm going to look at it later because I don't want to be distracted because I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. I'm very excited to record today. Now I'm even more excited. Jesus Christ. Mike, I know your dating life isn't going well. Get an, get an EMF reader. It'll take your mind off of it. It'll take your mind off of it. I'm telling you. Anything that stresses me out, I'm just like, let me hunt for a ghost. Sure. And I just, because you got to distract yourself, baby, because your mind, it loves a hamster wheel. Loves yeah, a hamster wheel. It's a missing piece for me. Um, so, wait, is this the one I wanted to read? Okay. Yeah, this is this this is a this is a I don't again I don't know if this company I haven't looked into this company but I will um I but I will do an Amazon affiliate link but I really liked this a letter from the inventor of the meter so these are like um uh boot this company's small and it works with people 
with patents. Um, I was recently introduced to an innovative technology from Asia that gets rid of most people's pain in less than 15 minutes. This is not talking about the EMF reader. This is talking about something else. A friend of mine who had a lot of pain from a torn uh, medial meniscus told me about how after using the technology for just 12 minutes, his pain completely disappeared and uh, suggested I try it for my gout. To uh, my utter amazement, within a few minutes, the pain in my ankle had completely subsided and what was usually a five-day episode was over in less than one day. The company, uh, I'm not going to put it here because I want you to click on my Amazon affiliate link because I'm trying to get money because I buy shit like EMF readers when I owe the government too much in taxes. Uh, Entered the U.S. and Canada market last year in December uh, 2009. Operates in 128 countries. Uh, This represents a rare opportunity to get, oh yeah, they're just, this is a business deal. Doctors with over 40 experience, uh, this isn't what I wanted to read. Whoops, sorry. Sorry, guys. She, he gave me, they, they gave me a pamphlet on my, oh, did I leave it at home? Motherfucker. Um, they gave me a pamphlet on like how there's all these toxic chemicals in cleaning materials and how a lot of people get really sick from that and childhood cancer. Uh, and they they were like women who are stay at home moms have are their risk for developing breast cancer and dying for breast cancer is so astronomical because they're being exposed to all these chemicals in their home, like Windex. And I'm like, fuck, I love Windex. I fucking love Windex. I use it every day. So I got to stop. I got to stop. Until the bottle runs out, I'll stop. But I'm not going to stop yet because I fucking love Windex. Windex everything. Oh, just it's so shiny. All right. So that's my EMF reader. Um, I went to L.A. uh, for this past week. Last week? Yeah. For Valentine's Day. Corinne and I sold out the main room at the comedy store. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's so nice. Yes, it is a big deal. It's a lot of clout involved with that. And thank you to every person who came and spent your Valentine's Day with us. What a fun show. Holy shit. We basically did the same uh, format that you see at the Midnight Theater show. And, (laughs) oh, it was so good. It was so good. I should have brought the EMF reader to the comedy store. That thing would have not stopped going off. Sam Kinison just doing cocaine off the fucking coffee table. Um, It was really great. And one thing about L.A. that I re-remember every time I go there. I like L.A. I wouldn't live there. I would live there if I got a television show. I would live there temporarily. And I know I would find my people if I ended up living there. It's a beautiful state, California. The weather, oh, goddamn. But the sense of urgency in Los Angeles is below zero, okay? Y'all don't have any sense of urgency. And my spoiled ass in New York City, I it makes me reappreciate living in New York City. When you live in New York City, First of all, you're surrounded by hustlers. You're surrounded by motherfuckers that are at the top of their game, okay? And it's very inspiring in every single artistic field, every single one, even ones you don't even know exist, okay? And we we rage, we play hard, we work hard, all right? I went jogging last night at 12, 12 midnight, okay? Because I was like, I need to be fit as hell. And there was so many other joggers jogging too. And I'm like, this is why I fucking love New York, okay? We busy. I don't got time to jog in the morning sometimes. So I'm going to do it at night. Okay, and I'm going to bring bird seed so that Gary the Goose is there and he was last night. I'm going to feed him. But then I realize he doesn't he, he doesn't eat late. He's probably intermittent fasting, too, because his body naturally knows that it's probably not healthy to eat at this time because he was in the middle of sleeping and I did wake him up. Apologies, Gary. Um, but you in New York City, you can get anything, any item, any service at any time of the day. Four in the morning. Yeah. What do you what do you need? Need someone come over and do your laundry? I don't know if you're going to get that, but you could at least schedule it for them to come over at like 8 a.m., more, you know, civil hour. Um, but yeah, L.A., there's just, they're not in a rush. In fact, they are, 
purposely just, they're not in a rush. They're not in a rush. The service industry, no rush, you know, no sense of urgency. Uh, when, when people came up at our comedy store shows and they all, you all did this. So it's not, I'm not blaming anybody and it's not good or bad. It's just different. The time it took for people to get up on the stage, real slow, walking real slow. And then when the st- we had people tell stories, um, we have a prank call segment in our show, but people need to tell us the story of what happened so we can kind of formulate, a, you know, an interesting backstory for this prank call. And boy, just a lot of, lot of the storytelling, ooh, zero urgency, zero, zero desire to get to the finish line of the story, <laughs> which is why, you know, Corinne and I have been doing this for 11 years. We're good at moving things along, but my God, just zero urgency. And you know what? You're probably better off for that. I'm, I'm in a rush. I'm not in a rush all the time. But uh, boy, I love going fast. I love driving fast. Love walking fast. Love talking fast. Trying to work on that because some people can't understand what I'm fucking saying. Uh, but in LA, they do not like fast. And you know what? Their nervous systems are probably better off for it. Um, I made a couple of epiphanies. Um, this epiphany I thought of maybe a couple months ago. And then it just, I kind of forgot about it. But then it re-came back to me because I'm at the end of the uh, at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk about a book that we're about to do a deep dive on. I'm not going to read it yet. I'm just going to give you some backstory about this book so you can fucking prepare yourselves because get ready to go on a fucking journey, okay? This book is, I've been looking for this book my whole life. Um, I'm very excited. But this book kind of reminded me of that epiphany and just all the books that I've read and all the spiritual shit that I do. Your ego, there's, I've read so much about the human ego. We all have it. And a lot of times it gets us into trouble. A lot of times it stresses us out. And a lot, it's the cause of all of our negative feelings is our ego, our, our anxieties, our jealousies, our depressions. It's all ego-based. And for the longest time, I was like, kill the ego, kill the ego, kill the ego, right? And you hear people say that on Instagram with their fucking accounts where they tell you that, you know, there's an Instagram account for when your mom was borderline personality disorder and she slept in the garage. Like that's a specific thing. And just every day the guy talks about what you do. How do you cope with that? A um, lot, a lot of Instagram accounts I follow of that are therapeutic based. Talk about killing the ego, a lot of spiritual accounts, kill the ego. But the realization that I made that I was like, this made a shift in me. The ego doesn't have to die. It just has to sit next to me. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty fucking deep and profound, okay? Your ego is not something to kill off. So I was taught, like last night after my run, I was smoking weed, and I was listening to the book I'm going to tell you about in a sec. And I'm like, oh, right, that epiphany I made. The e- my ego, ego, you don't got to die. You just got to sit next to me. And that way we can we can function in perfect harmony, okay? you Because I feel like subconsciously, if you have this idea, if you have this idea consciously of like, kill the ego, kill the ego, I think what that does subconsciously is it makes your ego hold on tighter and act like more of a dick or a twat. And so that's just food for thought. Um, that was a eureka-ass moment. I was very proud of myself uh, for that. And I wanted to share it with you. Um, I know another realization that I made is that I have the impulse control of a toddler. Got to work on that. Got to work on that. Boy, when I want to buy something, there's not even a second where I go, should I? I just do it. (laughs) And man, it's like when I bought a house with my parents. 
I the f- only fat entertainment paycheck I've ever received. It won't be the last, but it's been the only one so far. I just wired hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash over to my dad so that we could go 50-50 on a house together. I own half the house, but I stopped talking to my parents. So I got a beach house that I can't fucking use and 400K in cash tied up. Did I get a mortgage? No, I didn't. Did, did I spend, I put every dollar and I didn't even think about it. I didn't even go, is this a wise decision? I have two financial advisors, guys, two. I didn't tell them I was doing that. I told them after and they were like, mm, really? Oh, okay. And then what you girl didn't realize is when you make money like that, you got to pay taxes on it. You got to straight up pay taxes. And that tax bill, <laughs> uh, your girl's in a long-term relationship with the IRS. We've been together for three years. We have 15 more to go and we're going to go strong. Okay. So uh, thank you for turning your mic off when coughing. I appreciate that. Um, maybe you're coughing because of all the ghosts. Uh, but anyway, um, I have the impulse control of a toddler because I bought, I, I went in 50-50 with them on the house. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even, didn't even examine it for one minute. I was just like, yes, I'm going to do this. Taxes, Christina. Taxes. I'm so used to tax season. I always associated tax season with getting a couple hundred bucks back. And before this fat ass entertainment check that I got one time that I don't have anymore because I spent it in a house. I had good, happy feelings with tax season. Positive, happy, exciting feelings because I was going to get like 800 bucks back. Okay? And $800 was a million dollars to me. One million dollars, okay? This is how bad... Well, I was just telling Michael that the words he uses matter, and now I'm about to say, I'm repeating the same old story with me and money, so I'm going to stop doing that. Practice what you preach. Yes, I am. I will. Thank you. Hold me accountable, motherfuckers. I am good with money. Money flows to me with ease from exciting and unexpected places. I'm so good with money. Oh, I got to. Yeah. Okay. I have nothing else positive to say. Um, my point is I always used to associate tax season with getting a couple hundred dollars and I didn't even fucking think that you had to, that taxes weren't coming out of this paycheck. When you're a freelancer, taxes don't fucking come out of your paycheck. Wish they would. Don't give me the money. That's not mine. If it's the government's, I don't want to see it. Cause then I'm going to know I have it. And then I'm going to spend it on fucking ghost shit or a variety of other things. I have so many interests and passions and I want to know and experience everything. And that's a problem. I blame it on being a Pisces. Okay. Um, Oh, here's another thing that, uh, that I heard or read. I don't know if someone said it to me, but the phrase is, and it's crazy. Words are spells. As I was telling Michael earlier, words are spells. And I got, I'm going to, I'm going to be better at, I'm, I am better at being impeccable with my word. Don Miguel Ruiz, baby, one of my favorite authors. The Four Agreements is a pillar of existence. If you have not read The Four Agreements, don't stop playing this podcast, but after it, go fucking read it. It's very basic, simple, beautiful concepts. One of them is be impeccable with your word. If you could just master being impeccable with your word and that's it, the way you talk to yourself, the way you talk to others, the way you talk on a microphone, on a podcast, it all matters. It all matters. And so... Here's a great example of one word, changing one word, the energy shift of the sentiment completely changed. So instead of saying you need help, 
say you deserve help. What? One word. Because you need help. It's so acute. It's so, it's, you're going to, the person's defenses are going to come up. But if you say you deserve help, that's a totally different ball game, my guys. Totally different ball game. Now we're talking possibilities. And that's, it's such a good example of uh, impeccability with your word because the feeling you get when you hear, if I were to tell you, imagine you listening or watching this, whatever you do, when you do the spreadsheets, you in the car, put, turn this down. I hope there's not a kid in it. Because I'm going to say fuck shit, cut and whore and all this stuff. And they're, they're not going to want to hear that. You're not going to want me to hear that. But what, if I were to say to you, pretend I'm saying to you, whoever you, you are listening to this, you need help. How does that feel in your body? How does that feel? You know how it feels? But if I say, hey, you deserve help. That's more like it, baby. Total energetic change. There you go. Boom. Oh. So, so good. You deserve help. I mean, what? What? The ego doesn't need to die. It just needs to sit next to you. I am, I'm on one today. I'm on one the past couple of days, I got to say. Um, and part of it is because this book I'm going to tell you about in a second. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, oh, I want, I, I wanted to do a little call to action because I'm curious if you're listening to this. Um, like that, that phrase, you deserve help that produced a little tiny shift in me. And these little tiny shifts that we get throughout our lives, they add up, they're very important. And and there's domino effects. So people that are hearing your words and are around you, uh, and even if, you know, if they're not hearing your words, they're just feeling your energy. They don't probably know this, but they're getting a little bit of a shift too. Do you have, is there a quote or a piece of advice or an experience that completely shifted how you think of things? I'm going to take that back. Not completely shifted, but like just altered a little bit like that. Like instead of you need help, you deserve help. Like what quote or piece of advice made you go, oh, okay. Um, DM it to me at Christina Hutch. It's K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A Hutch. Okay. Because I like to share it because we got it. We got to share our knowledge. This is one of the points of this podcast for me. One of the goals is I love gaining knowledge and experiences and learning new things. And I want to share it. Okay. And I hear your feedback. It helps. So fuck yeah. Share shit with me now. And then I'll share it with everybody else at Christina Hutch. Okay. There's an article I came across. Um, 34 nightmare stories people shared from taking DNA tests like 23andMe. Um, fucking hilarious. So I'm like, oh, wow. It's not just me. Um, I was given the test as a gift. <laughs> Me too. I took it not thinking my whole life was a lie. Girl, same. Well, I found out my mom lied about the man she told me was actually my dad. The real dad was in his 30s and screwing a 15-year-old. <gasps> oh, no. I basically found out he sleeps around and has quite a few kids. They all knew about each other, but I just found out. Also, it turns out I went to high school with my half-sister. Never knew it. The, we interviewed on Guys We Fucked This Woman, Laura High, and she has a podcast about uh, donor-conceived motherfuckers. She calls them people, but I'm calling them motherfuckers. And uh, she interviewed a girl that dated her fucking half-brother in high school. They didn't know. They were attracted to each other. They're like, something about you. Oh, because you're half, we're half each other. But didn't know that until later. Why would you assume that, you know? It's fucked up, guys. If you're going to do a sperm donor, totally cool. Houston, tell your children. They can handle it, okay? Maybe you can't, but they fucking can. Thank you. And do I have lipstick on my hand? Okay, now. Cute. 
my mother and I did our DNA test together and then she swiftly made her account manager. She swiftly made me her account manager and never logged back on. She was just not interested. She did it for me. That's so funny because I actually got the DNA test for my mom because she was the one who was adopted and she just like tossed it aside. Like she didn't even fucking open it. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Red flag. So I'm paying the monthly fee. I'm looking at my dad's side and all looks normal. I walked away for about a year. This is the exact same story I had. Only to come back to a ton of messages from oh cousins. See, mine was half siblings. One of those cousins connected to my family tree and I saw my grandfather and a lady who looked like my mother's twin sister. Dug deeper and saw two birth records. Both in the same name and born in a hospital in New York City. And then I found a birth record for my mom from another hospital in New Jersey with my grandparents' name as birth parents. And that's when it hit me. My grandfather cheated on my grandmother, who was unable to have a child of her own. Oh, isn't that fun? After the delivery of the twins, they split them up, and my mother was raised by her father. Her twin sister, also named Susan. Yo, you're going to have twins? You name them both Susan? Stop being lazy. Because also, that's rude. They're going to find each other later and go, am I in a different universe? I'm staring at a woman who looks exactly like me, named me. Fuck you, that's rude. Susan was raised by her biological mother. And if that wasn't weird enough, my oldest sister was not my dad's. Oh, Jesus Christ, girl, you got a lot of drama. I want to make a DNA testing kit called Plot Twist because too many people having their lives turned upside down. And in my DNA um, company, also, if you're a billionaire, at Christina Hutch, DM me because I need investors. I think it's a really good idea. I don't have any money because I put it all in my parents' house and cash. And uh, I owe a lot of money to the IRS, some girl on payment plan. So I can't really invest in shit right now, but I will be able to very soon because I'm good with money. Anyway, um, if anybody's interested in um, investing in my DNA testing kit called Plot Twist, we're going to have therapists on site that are going to be able to help guide you through the shock of going, how you're not my biological father. Huh? Okay. 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 Okay, they're going to help you with that. Okay, they're going to help you. Okay, and then you, there'll be support groups for all the other people that got fucked over and lied to. <laughs> uh, and I think it's a really good idea. Thank you. Please invest in my business. I'm Christina Hodge. I'm trying to make, I'm gonna, I am making millions of dollars through exciting and new ways every year and every day. Ooh, every day. Hey, sky's the limit. Um, speaking of lying to your parents or your parents lying to you, this is not, the transition was not accurate. But let's do some fuckboy theater. <laughs> All right, I was just playing with my EMF reader because it's a long song. Um, okay, so this this girl, this girl, um, she she DMs me. She goes, oh my God, I literally cannot with this guy. Always thirsting after my friend. And she's like, oh, he's so nice. But this is such fuckboy theater shit. I said, send me the screenshots. And she did. And I'm about to read them. Um, her friend's super pretty. Like, obviously, a man looking for a good friend and a gorgeous woman. Um, he also left a self-hate letter he ripped from his notebook in her bathroom trash one time. He came over to her house months ago. And I was like, what? Wait, I want to see if she responded to that DM. Because I was like, a self-hate letter that he ripped out of his journal and left in her trash? First of all, good on you for going through the trash after he left and going, did this guy fucking 
leave something? I wouldn't have thought to do that. And I'm nuts. Um, did you respond back? Oh, shit. Oh, she gave me a picture of the letter. Oh, this is so good. Hopefully you're okay. Then I'm reading it. Um, okay, so let me read these screenshots first, and then we'll go get to the letter. What a juicy episode, you guys. Um, Princess Diana agrees. Okay, so this girl, this woman's friend, I guess, this isn't on a date. Is this? Oh, no, it is, because I'm seeing the, I think it's like plenty of fish, because it's the swipe left, swipe right, or fish bones. Um, so this guy is talking to this girl's friend. The girl's super pretty. Um, and he he's actually cute. But maybe his personality sucks. I don't know. Um, okay, so. <clears throat> I've been so good, LOL. What if I just took you to dinner and you could decide? Free dinner and then you could tell me to fuck right off after if you want. Wakey face. LOL. So good. I'm sure you have been. I just know it's a long road. I don't know what they're talking about. LOL. Yeah, I feel ya. I mean, we could just hang out or something. We don't even got a kiss or nothing. Wakey face. See, when you say we don't even got a kiss or nothing and a winky face, the winky face just undoes what you just said. Okay? LOL, are you just bored? Why do you want to? Well, because I honestly felt a genuine connection with you and then I fucked it up. But I never felt like we were weird or anything, if that makes sense. It does not. Like, I always felt that you cared for me enough to tell me the truth. And no, I'm not bored, LOL. That wasn't funny. And then she doesn't respond. She doesn't respond. And so later he says, well, he sends a picture of his hand that's cut and it's bleeding. And then yeah, he is cute. That sucks. Uh, and, um, and then he says, skated twin towers for the first time in a while. And then she doesn't respond to that. And so he sends her a picture. He sends her a picture of herself, like a little mirror selfie that she took of her and posted on her thing. And he sent it to her. And then he said, um, holy shit, you're just so gorgeous. I'm melting. And then she doesn't say anything. And he says, you're the most gorgeous girl I've ever known. I think we'd be good friends. Kissy face, kissy face, kissy face. I think we, dude, I think we'd be good friends. And then, that's not friendship. If you're a man and you're straight and you say that, it's not friendship. You want to get it in her inner poon we're not dumb okay you're just too predictable man you really are uh anyway um so i i asked her i so i said a self-hate letter to the girl who dm me because this is her friend yeah it was like i wrote something bad about myself in my journal and she was like you shouldn't do that tear it out and he was like i will but don't read it and then left it on the top of her trash can okay so this guy dude don't (sighs) Are you 12, dude? Learn how to communicate. This is why this girl doesn't want to fuck you or date you. Because you do shit like this. Uh, It was like, I hate myself so much. I've been with so many women and I'm such a terrible person. Oh, that's sad. It was literally one giant red flag. I got so annoyed that my friend even entertains, uh, entertains. Yeah, but it's, first of all, if you're going to, he, first of all, girl, he is good looking. So men aren't the only visual creatures on this planet. Women are too, okay? When we see a hot guy, sometimes we'll overlook shit. A lot of times we'll overlook shit when he's not hot, but that's another topic. That's another that's another thing at play, okay? But sometimes they're so hot that you're like, ah, just stick around a little longer. I'm not tired of you yet, you know? 
Um, okay, she just found it and it's sad. Okay, I'm not gonna read it because I don't want to. I don't want to. If he's going through mental health crisis, oh yeah, if he's going through like a mental health crisis, uh, by the looks of his handwriting, he is. So I don't want to make fun of that. Um, so we're just gonna move on, and I'm gonna read it later privately and uh, say what I'll say to myself. Thank you for listening to Cockboy Theater. <laughs> well, he needs. I hope he listens to my podcast. Well, starting next week, so that he can talk. He can hear about this book. It was my birthday on February 19th. Did you know that? Because I told you I did. Um, I had no plans for the first time ever, which was really lovely. The only plans that I wanted to do was I wanted to take ecstasy and I wanted to have sex. And yeah, I did that. It was awesome. And uh, I'd never taken ecstasy. I've taken it a couple of times in my life. I liked it, but I was always, there was always an alcoholic beverage involved, either before or after or during or something. And apparently word on the street is, those things don't mix and they make you feel like trash the next day. And it could completely like alter or dampen your, your experience with the ecstasy because now you just put two poisonous things in your body. Just do one at a time, you know, don't do it at all maybe, but I'm going to do them. So just do one at a time. So I did that and it was great. I did uh, go for an evening walk in the middle of the night as we were like rolling in my living room. And I'm like, I'm just going to go for a walk. It's like nice out. And then I hung out with Gary. He was again sleeping. And I was talking to him because there's no one else around because it was real late. It was great. Um, <laughs> dude, okay. <sighs> this is, this is, so I have, I, I did a sketch on my Instagram called How to Look Hot While Running. And one thing I'm realizing about creativity is that, and and the book I'm going to tell you about, I know I keep teasing it, but I'm gonna, I am going to talk about it. Uh, the, the book and a lot of books I've read talk about this thing where it's like, Contrary to popular belief, life and living and creating is actually supposed to be easy and fun and not that hard. Okay. Like exerting effort. Like if you're trying to like, you're trying to write a script and you're like, fucking, I can't like you're, you're banging your head against the wall. Leave it alone. Cause sitting there thinking extra hard, it's not gonna do shit. It's not gonna do shit. Okay. So I, I did the sketch. I had this idea. It just came to me. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I'm doing this like meditation for my crown chakra. So I can be like, um, have better access to my true creativity. And it came to me. It was super easy. I had a friend that I'm working with. I'm like, hey, can you come over and film this? We did it. I edited it. Fucking great. Hilarious. Love it. So I'm going to make that sketch a series. And uh, so this this is coming out on Monday. So this will already be up on my Instagram. Uh, How to look hot while depressed is the next video. And I had all these ideas, filmed it last night. I'm recording this early uh, and it was hilarious. I'm super excited to edit it when I go home today, but <laughs> that was a ghost. Uh, but one of the scenes in the sketch was I had this idea to like talk about phone sex and I called on speaker the suicide hotline. I've actually never called the suicide hotline before. I have been very suicidal before. Should probably should call the hotline instead of going for a drive in my Mustang. <laughs> but we live and we learn. Um, but I wanted to call it, and my I, I researched like the. I already had a conversation with myself about the morality of that because basically my plan was the second somebody actually picked up, I was just going to hang up right away because I imagine it's like a lot. Like when you call Delta to ask him a question, you're in there like, hey, we'll answer you in four minutes. So you're in like a queue, right? The second someone picked up, I was going to hang up and then talk on camera to the person as if I didn't hang up so that somebody else can go. So I was, I was just a placeholder. I wasn't taking up any time actually. Cause I was like, is this fucked up to do? I definitely don't want to interrupt 
you know, somebody who actually needs help versus my comedy sketch. So that was my plan. I fucking called them. They didn't pick up. The suicide hotline kept me on hold for multiple minutes, okay? And it was oscillating between elevator music and a woman saying, I don't know what, she didn't say your call is important to us, but she said something like, you know, sweet. But after like the fifth time that you heard it, you're like, Are, is no one going to pick up? This is really fucked up. Uh, this is like an accidental discovery that I was not hoping to make while filming this comedy sketch. So your girl's going to be volunteering for the suicide hotline very soon. And I got to say, if there's anybody out there who is interested in volunteering for it, uh, you go through training. I haven't done it yet. I haven't signed up yet. But I was thinking um, a couple of days ago, I'm like, this would be a really, I love volunteering. And I'm like, I feel like I would be really good at this about the suicide hotline thing. I've been suicidal before. I get it. I'm really into spirituality. I've already had enough stories that I've read and taken in from mediums about people who have killed themselves or try to kill themselves where killing yourself is not the way, dude, because guess what? And this will make you not want to kill yourself or at least not want to do it. You might still want to, but you're not going to do it. If you fucking do that and you X out and you peace out early, this is not including somebody who's in chronic pain and goes to Sweden for the dying with dignity thing. That is fully, totally okay. You're in pain. You deserve to to not to, to end that if you so choose with counseling and with medical professions and with love and care. However, killing yourself is not the way because if you do do that, you got to relive this shit. Maybe not the exact life, but pretty much the same circumstances all over again. That alone... I'm like, I will never kill myself. Hell fucking no. Could you imagine, especially if you're somebody who's lived through a traumatic childhood or a traumatic experience, having to do that again? Could you imagine having to do that? No, thank you. I'm moving forward, not backwards. Kill yourself, you're moving backwards. Anyway, my point is, I always, I'm like, this is a, this is a volunteer opportunity that I should uh, do. And after I was filming that sketch and I called them and they didn't fucking answer, I'm like, all right, I'm definitely gonna sign up. That's fucked up. Because when you're suicidal, a lot of times, I'm only speaking for myself, but you have this voice in your head that's like, no one cares, no one cares, no one cares, I'm a burden, I'm a burden, I'm a burden. That's, you know, and but if I called, and if I was feeling like that and I called them and they didn't fucking pick up, now I'm a comedian, so I probably would have laughed at that. <laughs> if I was in a deep suicidal rage or depression and I, that I, and it, and it led to me calling the suicide outline and they didn't pick up. That would actually probably help me, but I know it wouldn't help most people because <laughs> it's so fucked up, dude. It's so fucked up. So if you think it might be a, a good opportunity for you and you're interested in it, you should volunteer. They need more people. They need more people because I called and no one picked up. And I I was only, I only uh, allowed myself to be on hold for like three minutes or four minutes because I'm like, I got to film other things in the sketch. But I'm like, yo, that's so fucked up. That is so fucked up. Okay, it's fucked up. Oh shit, I'm going over. Okay, there's a lot of things that I'm I'm gonna talk about it next week. I'm gonna talk about the book now. Oh man, there's so much to say. Okay. Uh I, as you know, I watch a lot of near-death experience interviews on YouTube. Um I watch them when I eat my breakfast in the morning. Uh they provide me interesting nuggets of knowledge that you wouldn't get anywhere else because how many people can say they've died and live to tell the tale? It's pretty interesting. I came across an NDE video with this man named RJ Spina, okay? And he has a book. And that book, he, ta he talked about his near-death experience. 
I love the way I love the way he articulated things. I loved his energy. I was like, damn. A lot of people have died and come back. They have a real cool energy. It's really nice. It's cool to it's cool to observe. Uh, and his eyes, he's very beautiful. Like his his not in a way that you're like, oh fuck him. Not in that way, but in like a you're just a beautiful, angelic man. Like I really enjoyed, I, I really enjoy when he talks and his words. So he was very spiritual as a child, which is rare. Uh, he kind of knew that uh, you could heal yourself and all these things. And then as he got older, I don't think he ever lost touch with that. But he just like, he realized as he got older, like, oh, I that's not normal for other people to like feel like you can heal. You know, if you got a cut on your knee, you could just heal it. Um, and so later on in his life, he ended up getting sepsis and a slew of other um, diseases. He was diagnosed with diabetes. Um, this was April 23rd, 2016. Okay. Um, he was spiritual since jump, which is, I think a way why this he, he healed himself. Okay. So he was sick with sepsis, which is a bacterial infection. He went to the ER in agonizing pain. Okay. Uh, he was told he had 48 hours to live because there was all these bacterial infections on his spine that were crushing his spine. He became paralyzed from the chest down. He underwent surgery, a, a, a lamectomy, I think it's called, where they scrape the infection off of your actual spinal cord, the bones. And he was still paralyzed. He was diagnosed with diabetes. He was diagnosed with all these things. And this motherfucker, he was not one of the diseases he was diagnosed with. Only 65 people at that time in the world had been diagnosed with it. They all died very soon. And his doctors were like, but RJ, spiritual since he was a child, had this incredible, correct attitude about it. He accepted it. And he goes, I'm going to walk again. It's okay. Amongst these bleak circumstances, amongst these doctors telling me all these things, amongst my family being worried, he focused his energy for 100 days. And this is documented on videos and photos, okay? He focused his energy and he protected his energy. He wouldn't allow, allow people in his hospital room. Only certain nurses were allowed. At one point, his wife was going through something really bad medically during that 100 days. And he was like, I'm sorry, I love you, but you're not allowed in my hospital room because you're stressed out. And he was correct in doing that, okay? Because he was protecting the energy of his space so he can re remain focused. This motherfucker, not only did he walk again, he just completely cured himself. He completely cured himself. And examples of people that have done this, there's plenty out there, okay? They're incredible. He wrote a book that I have already listened to twice and I'm listening to it a third time and we're gonna read it a fourth time. It is called Super, uh, Supercharged Self-Healing. A Revolutionary Guide to Accessing High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair, okay? I, I watched his NDE video. I was like, this guy's cool. He promoted his book at the end. I was like, thank you for doing that. I'm going to go buy it right now. And I did. Um, this book I, is a book I've been looking for forever and I have not real. I didn't realize it until I read it. It's incredible. Um, one of the many reasons I like it is because we as humans, and this is where the ego gets involved, you don't got to kill it. It's just got to sit next to you, okay? We have these stories about ourselves, like I do with the money. I'm like, I'm bad with money. I don't know how to save money. I just spend money. We have these stories that we just repeat. And it's like, we're what a disservice that is to keep repeating these stories in our own heads, out loud to our friends, into the world, writing about it. It's such a disservice because you're, you're, you are remaining stuck. And I've always said this. I've said this since I first started getting this spiritual stuff. You, you listening to this, you hearing my voice, watching my face, you individually, whatever your fucking name is, you are so much more powerful 
than you will ever know. Okay. I promise you that. I will bet all my money on it. It's not a lot of money right now because I owe it to the government, but pretty soon it's going to be millions of dollars. Okay. Um, you are so much more powerful than you could ever realize. And this book is a very well explained guide to accessing all this stuff. And I, and I've done the, some of the meditations he talks about and the experiments that he said, like activities to do. He said, these will produce immediate results. Dude, they fucking do. Okay. One of them, I'll give you a real quick one. He said, don't do this if you're driving. So the crown, he talks about the chakras. And if you don't know what it is, look it up. I don't explain it right now. I don't feel like it. The crown chakra is the top, uh, is at the top of your head. Okay. And that's associated with, uh, with a lot of spiritual gifts with, um, with, uh, with instinct, with all this stuff and, and manifesting and the crown chakra is, it's a great chakra. It's, I think it's a purple. The color is indigo. Um, as he said, put your two fingers, your pointer finger and your index finger or your middle finger and your pointer finger. I don't, I don't know what the fingers are called. I just know the middle finger and the thumb and the pinky. The other two, I don't know. Anyway, put two fingers at the top of your skull, the very top of your head. Okay. Close your eyes. Just feel what it feels like. Feel your head, feel the two fingers on your head. Now imagine part of you reaches up through the inside of your head to touch your, your fingers. So part of you reaches up. Imagine there's like a hand inside your head to reach up and like touch like a little boop, like a little, like you're booping your fingers and feel your crown chakra opening. Now he explained it way better than I just did. But every time I do that, I'm like, yo, that's, I feel something. I don't know what exactly I'm feeling, but it's something and it's not bad. It's pretty good. So. What I, the starting next Monday, I'm going to be reading this book. I want to get through this book in March. I want to get through the whole thing. Now, I want to read because this book is so profound to me, and I really think you're going to like it. I want to read every single word of this book to you. Now, I've gotten a lot better at reading out loud because I'm taking my time because I know a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, well, you didn't say this. I said this to me in my head. I'm like, wow, Christina, a lot of your podcasts, well, this podcast is reading out loud. You're not really the best at it. So I'm getting better at it. And uh, <clears throat> I have a Patreon, as you know. The Patreon, there's all these levels on my Patreon. Uh, for $22 a month, you can have access to four weekly, four Zooms a month, so weekly Zoom, where I do group therapy. I basically facilitate, like, I'm like, hey, guys, this is what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Everybody goes around, and they talk about deep shit, dark shit, silly shit, whatever you want to talk about, okay? And the audio from that gets recorded and uploaded to the Patreon page right after. So there, there's a level where you can participate in the Zooms and hear the audio. There's a level that's called Just Here to Listen, five bucks a month, where you could just listen to the audio. You could do a free trial on the Patreon. I think it's only for a week. But I'm going to add a new level. And if you're already a patron, first of all, <laughs> thank you. Second of all, you'll be included in this already. So don't, don't worry about it. But you can sign up for five. I'm just going to do five bucks. I'm going to be adding... Uh, probably twice a week. Um, in between, when I read portions of Supercharge Yourself Healing on this podcast, in between that, I'm going to read the rest of the book. So there'll be the next four episodes of this show. We'll be reading the book, but it's not going to be the whole book because I don't have enough time to read the whole book. I'm going to read the whole book on my Patreon. It's going to be a separate thing. Unless you're already a patron, you're going to get access to it. But if you just want to do five bucks a month, uh, I'm going to start doing that because March, we're going to read Supercharge Yourself Healing. April, we're reading The Artist's Way, and I want to do the same exact thing, okay? I'm going to talk about it on the show. I'm going to read some of it on the show, but I'm really going to read the rest of it on Patreon multiple times a week because I got podcast equipment in my home, and that's what I'm going to do. So patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson, okay? If you want to sign up, that'd be sick. 
Um, so yeah, this book is, this book is amazing. And I wanted to do one last thing, another call to action. Last thing, and I'm gonna get out of here. Okay. Cause I know I've been like almost an hour. Um, are you a person with a really bad health ailment? Do you, do you listen to the show regularly? Do you, are you like a follower of me? Cause I only want to, cause if you're like, ah, you just stumbled across this. I don't want to like rope you into something. If, like it's more, it's better if you know me <clears throat> and you know, the th- kind of things I talk about, I feel like you're going to be more comfortable. Do you currently have a crazy health ailment, a disease, anything, it could be anything. DM me at Christina Hutch, K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. If you are interested in the following, if you have, I would love to have like three case studies as we're reading the book. So if you plan on listening to the podcast, the month of March, and you have an ailment that fucking, that is fucking up your life right now, fucking up your energy, DM me, tell me all about it. I want to pick like one to three people uh, if you are interested in me kind of sharing your progress. So first of all, you're going to get free access to the other readings of the book. I'm just going to, you don't have to pay for that. That's fucked up. Uh, you are adding to the show by being a, 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 a possible example of healing. Who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. Um, because this guy, this guy healed himself from being fully paralyzed and on death's doorstep in 100 days. That's, if he could do that, what can you do? Something also that cool. Okay. So I'd be, I I would love to incorporate like people that listen to the show that have something going on that want to read this book with me. Okay. And I do the exercise. You got it. You got to commit to doing the exercises though, because if you don't, then it's this pointless. Cause even if it doesn't work, it's not the efficacy of RJ's words. You know what I'm saying? So DM me at Christina Hutch, if you're interested in being like a little, um, like a health update, like, well, I'll, 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 we, I don't have to say your name. I just say you can make up a name to, for me to say uh, and give me a little gist of what's going on in your life, how long you've had it, what the side effects are. And then as we read the books, as we read the book, do the exercises. And if anything changes for better or worse, because I'm not, you know, the truth does not mind being questioned. Okay. So if the shit don't work, then it doesn't work. It's okay. Um, but I'd be curious to see if, if anybody can, you know, because you can heal yourself, guys. You can heal yourself. And I want to prove that. And I want to prove that by way of example, because it makes sense if you don't believe me when I say that. That's fine. Truth doesn't mind being questioned. So you have to know it for yourself in order to really know it, feel it, and believe it, right? So let's give let's give everybody examples of that. Let's try. You know, can't hurt. All right, guys. This has been the Voices in Our Heads. Princess Diana out. Uh, guy in the concrete who got knocked off by the mob out. Uh, talk to you next week. Congrats on not killing yourself. Sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. Love you lots. Thank you.